And now live on FXBGPublicRadio.com in the new iTunes app. This is Below the Deck. Below the Deck. With Nick. On FXBG Public Radio. FXBG Public Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Below the Deck on FXBGPublicRadio.com. I'm Nick, as always, your host. Tonight, we got two special guests on joining us. First off, on the phone, returning guest, friend of the show, we got Comic-Con uh, panelist, artist, uh, comic artist, Mr. Harold White on the phone. How's it going? Oh, also known as Slow Chemical. How's it going, Mr. White? It's going good, man. It's going good. Thank you for having me on. Oh, man. Thanks a lot for coming back. Um, we've had a couple of returning guests that come up. So, um, obviously, uh, people who follow the show know we're out of Fredericksburg, Virginia. Um, can you um, just remind people where you're from, Mr. White? Um, I'm originally from Louisiana, but right now I'm in uh, Denver, Colorado at the moment. Denver, Colorado. And... Um, so I guess let's get into it because uh, the people who follow the show have, have heard you before and we had a few things you had going on. Can you give them a quick update? I know you did a couple Comic-Con um, pilots. You got some new music out that we we're definitely going to get into. Uh, we're going to play a couple tracks from that one. Um, and I feel, I feel like I saw that you had a, a new comic thing uh, coming up. Can you just give people a rundown kind of what's been going on since the last time you've been here? Um, yeah, just working. Um, I've been to a few cons since, uh, Comic-Con since. Um, I did drop a new album. That was in September, September 30th. It's called Midnight Inspired. Also dropped an EP called Serving All Masters. Um, the, and pretty much just, just working on everything, you know? This is probably the first time it, since I started doing comics that I've been, uh, on just on gr- on the grind with both my music and the comics uh really for the last couple of years uh it's been just about the comic books but it's just been, been because uh sometimes uh you get writer's block or something i just wasn't feeling the music i was doing at the time as far as just uh I, it wasn't to the quality that i'm used to and that the people listen to me are used to so i didn't think there was a need to rush anything but when i got that feeling back which was like earlier this year I just started going with it, so uh, that, that's where I'm at right now, is just with the new music, and I do have a new comic book out, it's actually based off of um, a, a, a wrestling, an independent wrestling promotion out here in Denver, Colorado, I've worked with before, and it's called Who's Going Over, um, so that's the newest project I have out, um, comic book wise, but the newest project I have out is comic books and movies, so. Right. So you're doing a lot. So you're getting, you know, every aspect of it right now, you're getting into it. Because I do remember you saying that the first time uh, you said you were about to get into doing some music, the first show you were on here, um, you were like, hey, I just had to need some time away from that, you know, kind of doing some stuff. And um, you had some panels. I also remember, um, I believe you had a Colorado panel, which you're you're out there. I think you said you were going to go to California and then a a UK Comic-Con. Did you uh, end up going out to the UK? Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I did go to London. I was in July. I also had. I was a panelist at uh, for Colorado Spring Comic Con. Yeah, um, I've been all over. I went to Atlanta. I've been to L.A. Comic Con. Um, yeah, I've been all over since. And, I, and now that and, and now I'm remembering last month. Last month on the show, I think you guys had played uh, the Machinist themes, the music I did, and that's around the time I was really 
uh, it, things were starting to come to me creatively for the music, and I was just out. I got into a zone with that. Um, but yeah, I've been all over since, man. I've uh, not stopped since we started last talk. Well, let's bring that up um, for the comic fans, because um, you you do the panels at the comic cons. You're you're on I the do. reviews. Um, so with with doing the UK one, and you've and you've done a couple just since then. Um, can you tell people that like to go to these? Do, do you see the uh, difference in the European Comic Con and the American Comic Con? It's a yes and a no answer. Yeah, you see, you see some of the same things like cosplay or whatever. Because I mean, honestly, stuff something like Comic Con is so you go there for one reason. You know what I'm saying? You know what you're going there for. You're a fan. Uh, really, just uh, it's a safe place or whatever. The, I think the biggest difference that I noticed was. Um, for me at least was kind of the questions you get like as far as being over over there um if, because i'm not i'm not based over there you get some harder questions because it's just kind of like the, the access to you is not easy even though we have social media and all that stuff i'm but for the most part like you can only get to know someone so much through a picture on instagram right you know so that, so, so when they have you they have you there so they're like man what, what's this what's that like, see over here you meet a lot of people who I, the most people most people I, I meet at my panels they want to get into something creative but they're scared because they they're going to be judged and stuff like it's just no, normal stuff right? right but also people travel so much for the cons here i've seen the same people from la to atlanta dozens of times as you see them so it's like they kind of take you for granted because they have you they, they they travel with you. Right. What, what, you get what I'm saying? But over there, it's kind of like, well, I got I got to ask all these questions. Like my panel, technically your panels, unless you're a bigger name like Marvel and all them stuff, those panels go like an hour and a half, two hours or whatever. Um, my, my usually the panels I do are about an hour, you know, fifty to hour between fifty minutes and an hour. Man, I went over it by like by like thirty minutes, and I was like telling the promoters, hey man, do you want me to go up? And those like, well, no, nah, we the guy that was supposed to come after you actually canceled. So if you want to keep going, you can. I didn't really like. I mean, I'm, I'm not big on. <laughs> took know, advantage. Nah, I took advantage of the opportunity. Like, shoot, exactly hold that. on. I got another idea. I'm just running past y'all real quick. If y'all listening, you know. So I mean, so the, the questions are a bit tougher because they 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 want to make sure that they get everything about you. They, then you have people who are trying like, hey, you, I know you. I know you only use Instagram. I only use Instagram. So like, hey man, if you get on Twitter, or this, that, or I know I have this connection. That's so. It, it, it's 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 tougher just because they don't have the access to you, and they want to have the access to you. Um, over here, it's just one of those things. Like, like I said, it's like, it's like family, right? You right. see your family all the time. Sometimes you take it for granted. So that's 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 really the biggest difference. Is, is that um, I'm hoping to make more overseas uh, tours next year as well. Um, well, coming from some of the big stuff, just from being out there, and not not anything with yours, like with the Marvel and stuff. What do you think? Um, what do you think is big in the European market? Did you see something over there where you're like, man, I'm surprised that this is like, you know, like some of the American movies hit very big over in some of those markets. Do you think there was one that you saw this year that like really like people, more people were kind of dressed towards this, you know, I guess towards like one, one kind of show, you know, like star Wars coming out. Maybe they were more uh, star Wars. People are like, is there something over there that you saw that, um, people really gravitated towards that you didn't think you would see a lot of in, in that market? Honestly, I, I, it's the indie scene. The mm -hmm. independent scene is just huge. I, I know it's huge everywhere, supposedly, but nah, man, like, 
they love their indie comics. They love something they've never seen before. Because even though you have iconic characters like Iron Man and Captain America and Batman and all these things, we've all read stories about them for years. You know, I think Marvel's at 80 years, Batman's at 80 years alone. But when you go there and they haven't seen these things before, they're, they're thirsty for fresh ideas. You know, and I think because everyone is so independent driven over here now, we can once again we can take that for granted you know so but, but over there man they love their industry like don't get me wrong they have their, their droves of people that go to those marvel panels and, of course you know at the same time man i at the time at the time of my panel i can't remember who i think it was like tom Hilston or somebody it was somebody from marvel who was doing his own panel right which obviously his room was ridiculous <laughs> i was I, I i but when i look at my stuff i'm looking all right i might take a hit you know i'm gonna get a few people I, i'm very uh i guess humble or realistic about what i'm gonna get man my my, my room was packed and i was like i was surprised pleasantly surprised but like people actually wanted to be there you know i even asked the question i was like hey man, how many of y'all just are here because y'all couldn't get into that other panel and everybody was like, well, like kind of looking around and they were like, "Oh, he comes here all the time." <laughs> so, so it's so it's like we have that access to that him. was there. We yeah. don't have access to you. Flooding the market, kind of yeah, overexposure, kind of sometimes where people, you know, yeah, you got too much where people see you too many times. They just, you know, I see you next time. This guy I can't see next time. Yeah, um, you don't know, you know, because because right. it, it's, it's, it's different. Right. Um. And which which um comic did you have that you were going on panel with? Well, when I go out there, I just kind of promote myself as trying to help out indie artists. So I don't necessarily go over there to just to just promote one comic or all my comics. How I usually word my panels when I'm invited to do a panel, it's like, hey, how uh, how to help build a universe or something like that. And then we eventually get into my comics um, because I do a number of different things. Right. Like this year alone, um, one of the unique things I was able to do was. I got together with, uh, I believe, six other creators, indie creators, and we launched a Kickstarter from Indie Advocates uh, called the The Advocator, and it's about all of us having our mini books, uh, five-page books, in one big book, and those coming together to show unity for the indie scene, and we ended up uh, uh, getting our Kickstarter funded, and it just it just opens your world up to a ton of other artists and other fan bases that you didn't have at the moment you know so it's just, just stuff like that. me trying to educate people on hey man if you're scared to put yourself out there like this man these things are possible you know because when we when we put the advocator together uh a year and a half ago we had some people at new york comic-con two years ago tell us that doesn't work indie 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 creators can't work together and we've had and we had we've had two successfully funded kickstars uh no issues you know yeah. so um I, I try to talk about stuff like that and and then I, I do end up talking about my comics, obviously. Um, but the one that the latest one is the wrestling one. Um, oh, we're currently having some issues right now with the, the link on Google Play. So it's not for sale right now on Google Play. It will be in like a week or two. I'm talking to Google as we speak. But um, it's, it's, I pretty much used to do commentary with this wrestling organization, great organization. And um, Vince Russo, the wrestling fans will know who that is. I used yes. to work with him. Yeah. And, and he just... He he saw me as more of a character. He says he says everybody's a character, <laughs> but um, he saw me as more of a character. Now com- he liked my commentary, but he wanted me me to be on more of the show. Um, but the ideas they were pitching me, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't care for them for myself. You know, part of it was ego, or whatever. But I, I all I wanted to do was commentary. But once we really couldn't come to terms, there was never a, a beef or anything. Me and the owner still have a great relationship. He came to me and said, "Hey man, 
I really want to do a comic book. And he actually, he actually asked me to go back on commentary, right. but he's like, I said, let me see what I can do. And we ended up putting something together. And, um, I'm really happy with it. Like I said, physical, physical copies are out, but they're only out in the States here in Denver. Um, so I'm trying to expand everything right now, but I will definitely let everyone know when it's on sale digitally. Um, it's just about getting that link set up properly. Well, that's a perfect link to shout out. Where can, when people want to look up your stuff, where would they go to? to um, not just that, but for your stuff that's out now. Um, where do they uh, find you if they want to check out your stuff? Because I know you're, you got the music out, you got the comics out. Um, where can they find you at? Um, they can go to remoentertainment.com. That's my website. They can also go to my Instagram, which is at never silver spoon fed. And everything, all the links are in there and all that good stuff. Um, and also that's what's in Google, Google play. Um, uh, my name is that my, my real name is actually Ryan white. So you can search Ryan white uh, under books under Ryan white. You'll see all my books on Google play or Amazon. Um, we're trying to expand to other digital platforms in the next year. We're, we're going to expand. It just comes down to a, a lot of people don't know what it takes to be an indie artist, man. Like you, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of things you have, have, you have a lot of things you got everything do. for it. Um, one quick question: Did I I called you Harold? Is that not you? Is that also? Is that not your name? No, no. Well, Harold is my middle name. So okay. here's what happened, right? You, 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 you guys are attached to. I don't usually. I don't use Facebook. I only have Facebook Messenger, and I went to Facebook like crying and screaming. I didn't want. I, I don't really care for Facebook. Right. So when I got on Facebook, I, I I wanted to limit the people who would find me. So I put my middle name and my last name. So I go by, it's just that that's why you call me Harold, because of that. Yeah, you know no, what I'm saying? yeah. Um, shout out JT and Enterprise Management. They they always send me artists, but he was just he did had mentioned that. So I was just making sure I didn't I didn't mess that up. No, you're good, man. So yeah, don't go. Go to his websites. Do not discard everything I just said. That's for us. That's not for you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So make sure you guys check um that stuff out. Um we're on here. We got a little bit more time left. Let me let me pause this. Can we get into um can we get into a song? Yeah. Because you okay. also got um you doing you did Slow Chemical you've had for a while, right? Yeah, I've had I've had the name Slow Chemical as a as a hip hop artist for it's been a while. It's been over a decade I've had it. Someone named me that and I just stuck with it. Um well, I have an old song on here, I think, now. This one says two years ago. If I go, maybe, let me go back. Let me see. I was about to, you got something newer on here? Yeah, I mean, I, I've dropped I, I, I dropped the EP in August, and I dropped the album in September. It's on all streaming services. One's called Midnight Inspired. That's the album. And the EP is called Serving All Masters. Um, if you just type in Slow Chemical, you'll you'll see my you'll see my music pop up. If you're using Spotify or something like that, I'm on one of your sites. You got um, how is Around the World new? Around the World, that is new. Uh, we I only use I only put that on SoundCloud because we actually have uh, a Daft Punk sample. That was just something me and my brother were messing around with one day when he when he came out to Denver and we just rapped on it. Yeah, that's that's a newer record. So I mean, do you want to play that? I got other side of me. I'm on. I'm, I'm on your SoundCloud. I could get on the Spotify. I was just already on. Uh, this was the link that I hit uh, that came up first. Was on your SoundCloud, but I did see one. I said two, two years ago. I wanted to play something newer. So do you do. Should we just play around the world just to let people see it? Is are you comfortable? Yeah, with that? yeah. You want to play something? Else? Yeah, of course. Well, we're gonna play around the world. Um, 
This is featuring Warren Others. Um, the Slow Chemical, obviously, you guys can can find that. It's Ryan White, um, and obviously, he'll give you all his other information. But we're going to play Around the World featuring Warren Others by Slow Chemical on FXBGPublicRadio.com, below the dick. Yeah. Be back at it again. Alan or whatever, rolling up Christmas presents and shit, but it's all good. Seen it all before. Different cities, same hoes. And we rocking all your shows. The cockiness, the macho-ness. I'm doing what I have to do before I meet the apocalypse. While you starting from the poppy seeds, the extra clips. I'm so over the extraness. Women's vaginas, they call me the exorcist. Hello to the game, I'm the measuring stick. Every dude is pulling out they mans. But from the vividness, you can't measure this. I quantum leap through history. No Polaroid can capture this. They still ask, how you do TV, comics, music, and movies? It's because I know the art. I've mastered this. They say the beat is trapped. Slow chemical, you can't rap to this. I say I'm the best at this. Universal. Around the world with this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shoulder the pass and make a run. Mama always gave me the gas, but not the funds. Papa always came with the cash and then gave me the pound and then took to the ground, oh, so run. So I grew up knowing facts about fun. You gon' need to get up, get out, and get some. But when I went to get up, I fell in the get out. What's hell's with the get out? I need to go dumb. And dumb I went, Lord have mercy, the dumb I spent. All I learned is to cut my vents into records and spend every hour of my waking life stubborn till I make the most of my suffering. And more so soldier down, click like back to back hits. Warn others, we gon' dig the public until the world tore. I'll bring the world war and leave your girl sore. Hell yeah. I want more around the world. Whew. Around the world. Feature Warren Others, man, Slow Chemical. Uh, let's see here on FXBGPublicRadio.com. I'm Nick, as always. We got Mr. Ryan White on the phone. Slow Chemical himself. Oh, somebody, oh too loud. Coming back on with the hot sound. Sorry about that. Sorry about that, <laughs> Mr. White. Um, So that's awesome. Um, I want to say something to you, and I, I don't want to come off judgmental on this, but I feel like I listened to a couple of your songs. They come off like they would be theme songs for comic movies. Is that a something you do on purpose? Do you get that feel where you're like, this would be a great theme song? You know how it doesn't necessarily have to go with one comic, but you hear the songs. You know, at the end of at the end of the Spider-Man movie or the end of the stuff, and you hear it on the radio. <laughs> you hear it on the radio, and it doesn't make sense to you. But then after you see it after the movie, and you're like, yeah, it seems like it has a little bit more meaning behind it. Do you? Um, do you feel like you guys kind of generate that that kind of feel in your music or, or something you do on purpose or does it just come out as being an artist and obviously in that community heavy? Um, honestly, everything musically is on purpose for me for the most, most part. It's a vibe, but I mean, like, songs like Around the World, like I said, when we did that record, um, I, me and a, a collaborator of mine, we put the beat together. I didn't actually want to use a Daft Punk sample. I actually wanted my brother to sing it. 
And so he, uh, the collab, my collaborator, Jumpstar Pro out of Maryland, he was like, nah, man, this, 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 is, this, is, this, is, this is gonna be a fun record anyway, you're gonna throw on SoundCloud, right? I was like, yeah, you know, so that's why we used it. Yeah, but most of the time, like, when you hear that, like, when you heard the Messina record, that was on purpose. Like, even when, if you go back, if you, if you go and listen to Midnight Inspired, I doubt you would get that same vibe. You would get a completely different vibe. Right. Because that was, was on, that's on purpose, and that was uh, an, an idea I had for the album. Um, so, yeah, if you ever get that vibe from me, I want to say it's on purpose. I can't say, I sit back and, I'm very particular with what I do musically, just because I don't, I say I don't take chances. I do. Um, I'm very particular with the music, just because I worked hard to uh, get the respect that I, that I have and I'm getting, um, as far as just lyrically, production-wise, all those things. So I, I do. I, um, I do want to make sure that when I'm doing it, I want people to know when I when I'm focusing on one thing and I'm focusing on another. So yeah, if, if you got that vibe, it's it's on purpose. Yeah, and that brings up a good point that I'd like to ask you. Um, for artists that are trying to do things, because you are a you write the comics. I remember that you write the comics and you and you sub out uh, graphic content, right? You 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 hire artists to paint the uh, to do the actual art in it, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so you write the stories. You sub that out, but you also write songs and make music and you have ideas. How do you, as doing three things, you do the panels also, doing multiple things as, you know, as an artist, how is your best, would you, um, your best advice to give to other artists that are trying to do multiple platforms? Like even like, hey, I'm making music now, but I'd like to do comics or I'm writing comics now and I'd like to get into music or I'm doing music in comics and I'd like to get in talking. What um, Do you have any advice for the, the younger artists that trying to balance kind of, you know, because as you say, as you mentioned a couple of times, there has to be a balance there um, in the difference. And also, obviously, like you said before, the focus on like, hey, this is what I'm doing now. This is working, you know, keeping your art in one space. Is there anything you could um, advice you would give to younger artists who are trying to branch out from just doing one thing into multiple facets and, you know, just how they could be successful in trying to pull that off? Don't force it. You know, um, uh, it's funny because when, uh, when I first started the process of Midnight Inspire, it was actually uh, two years ago. And uh, someone who helped me do the artwork for it, um, my boy MJ, he, 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 was, he started clowning me after like a year. He was like, man, you, you, you detoxing. You know, you, you acting like Dr. Dre right now with the music. Um, and he, he was clowning me. Just, But I got what he was saying. But at the time... I went to, I had one studio session, right? Mm. And I went there and like me and the engineer weren't vibing. And like, I had these beats and I, I was like listening to like, when I left the studio, I was listening to the record. Like this is completely terrible, but I wasn't in that mindset at the time. I was actually in the middle of creating the Geneva convention comic book I ended up doing. And that's where my focus was. And I was trying to force the music and I didn't like it. And then it just took something else to make it click for me. Like for me, um, I think I heard Royce Five Nine on like Shady Force. I heard an interview with Royce Five Nine. He was debuting some new music, and I heard that. And for me, that's when they just clicked. For me, boom! I started having these ideas for the music, you know. And it was kind of like art, and it didn't feel forced. Then I went to the studio, and I was like, this. I had this idea, like, like for me, when I'm talking to an artist about a comic book and I'm painting the picture for him. Sometimes me and that artist are going character by character. 
sometimes I can see he's not getting what I'm saying. Because right. I, I don't work with just like artists strictly in America. I, I, my, one of the, my biggest collaborators is actually over in Bali. And there's a, and there's a the language barrier there. So I have to like work with him character by character, take this picture with him. And so when I was I was in the studio just talking to the engineer. No, that's not how I want. I need that sound of like here. Like, I was getting really particular. So I knew why I was back in that zone. If you force it, it's, uh, you, you're going to waste time, money, and effort. If you're not feeling one of the one of the two, I would just suggest focusing on the one that you are feeling at the moment or the one that you're currently uh, locked in on. And right. then once you get that, you'll find fulfillment in the other one. It'll, it'll, it'll come before you know it, you know, so especially if you try to stay as uh, locked into everything that you can. You know, even though I was in on the comic book scene heavy the last couple of years, I was never not locked into other music and listening to other people. I'm not saying I listen to everything. I, I, that's not realistic. But I mean, I'm around a lot of indie talent as well. You know, like uh, this, this song I'm putting together called We Major is going to feature nothing but Denver artists. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I'm still listening to other people's music. It just comes down to it takes that one thing to make it click for you to go. It is a balance. But I'm telling you right now, the key is don't focus. Don't don't try to force it because you're going to waste you're going to waste a lot of time and money if you're trying to force something and you won't like it. And then right. your fans like it. Yeah, that's I always tell people do it when you're ready. Make sure it's ready before you put it out because people will judge you for doing people will judge you less for doing a well produced product than they will for you being under advanced. I always say that with uh, artists when they have dancers on stage when I'm like, hey, one of the girls is off and one of the girls is 100% on point. I'm not even paying attention to what you're singing anymore because I'm just looking at these two girls and like, oh, they're off. They're off a little bit. And like it's it's taken mm-hmm. away from the focus. I don't know how good your song was because I was just looking at your dancers being a little bit off. And like you could have sung that song without having two dancers yet because they weren't ready. And the song would have come off. I would have listened to it. I may have remembered it, but I don't remember it now because mm. all I remember from your performances is a little bit off on the dance. You know, and you're like, what, what about the singing? You're like, I wasn't even paying attention to it. To be honest with you, I, I missed it. I started like focusing on, on the show. You know, you provided a show. It wasn't ready. I tell people that about making videos too. Like don't under budget a video. Make sure you get it right. Instead of just putting a video out to have a video out, Make sure it's a little bit, you know, uh, well-produced before you put one out. It's better to wait and put out a good project than to force a, a under, an under, um, not budgeted. The budget doesn't matter. It's just underproduced where, hey, everything's not on point right now. So I completely agree. I completely agree with that because I just shot my first video in like three or four years because all the videographers I've been meeting weren't trying to meet my vision. They were trying to have me pay for their vision. And like me and Master Farrell here in Denver, we started talking and I met him through a, a mutual acquaintance. And next thing you know, like we ended up doing this, like we talked for like three or four days and got the concept down and made sure we were on the same page before we set up anything. And then the video came out. The name of the song is called Dostoevsky. Um, the video is out now on YouTube and Instagram, all that stuff. And it, it came out perfect because we were on the same page. And it, it's and you, and you and you said it perfectly. It's not about the budget. It's about being how, how produced it is. And if you guys had enough respect for your craft to take the time to do it. Right. That's what's up, man. Thank you, Mister Ryan White, for being on the phone, man. We're gonna let you get off of here. We got um one more 
guess who's going to jump on here? We Did we hit? Yeah, we hit over eight. Uh, we're a little bit over, but we'll be fine. We got featured uh, hip-hop artist of the week, Evan Uptown, coming on. But we got Mr. Ryan White on the phone, um, Slow Chemical. Um, can you give them where they can find you um, in, your, in your comics and your music? Uh, just give everybody the rundown. It's just where they can find all the stuff for them to check this out, because you got a lot of cool projects going on right now. Yeah, man. The best way to find me on social media uh, is at Instagram at Never Silver Spoon Sad. Uh, you follow me, I'll follow you back. I try to stay, and I'm not on there very often as far as just like just like looking through stuff. But when I'm on there, I communicate with my fans. I like comments. I comment back. All that good stuff. Um, my website's remove uh, doc entertainment dot com, and um, just just hit me up. Let me know if you have any questions, and and I'm looking forward to 2020, man. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, yeah, man. We'll definitely have you back in 2020 season. Um, three starts, I think, January 7th. So, uh, definitely, this is the follow-up with you. You've already, you're fam now at the studio. This is the second time on. So, you're welcome anytime at this point. Keep us updated, man. We love to see, uh, you know, just to see your career building and, you know, keep the updates on that. Appreciate it, man. Y'all have a good one. Be safe and have a happy holiday. Happy holidays to you, too, bro, man. Thank you for being on the show. Later. All right, later, bro. Hey, we want to shout out um, also JT in Enterprise Management. You know, JT be hooking me up with these cool out-of-town guests um, that are always coming in here. Tonight, we got another featured artist coming in to have some music on. We got Evan Uptown on um, the program. Let me um, get into some Evan Uptown real quick. Start this off like this. Yeah. 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 E-Team Trey King Stay hungry Look, boy I'm about that east side, yeah that's where I'm from Rip that 865, yeah I caught it home But they never helped the kid, never put him on So I had to hit the road, tell them all I'm gone But still I'm about that east side, yeah that's where I'm from Rip that 865, yeah I caught it home but they never helped the kid, never put them on So I had to hit the road, tell them all I'm gone Yeah, look, since the start they ain't believe in me They told me this is who you are and what you need to be I tried to show them all the dream, they said quit sleeping, E Looks like you finally said something where we both agree Cause I'm the king, I'm a goat, I'm the man, I'm a champ And if surrounded by some daughters, I ain't setting up camp See everything you said I'm not is everything that I am you Try to get close now, I don't give you the chance So that means when this thing pop off, don't act like you know me When I'm on my way, don't ask for no floaties We are not family, we ain't even homies Two things I don't rock with, my demons and phonies Wasn't welcome home, so I had to hit the road Knew I had to go, yeah, I knew I had to go Cause I wasn't welcome home, so I had to hit the road Knew I had to go, yeah, I knew I had to, I had to Go, 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 go. I had to go, 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 go. Still, I'm about that east side, yeah, that's where I'm from. Rip that 865, yeah, I caught it home. But they never helped the kid, never put them on. So I had to hit the road, tell them I'm gone. 
Yeah. Boy, I'm about that east side, but I'm on the west side, yelling it's Knoxville till I die. And if I'm on the rise, so are my guys. We all eating. I pass the plate like a deacon. You only come around for one reason. I know that you boys are faker than a hologram. Yeah, uh, I'm just chasing dreams out in La La Land. I just need some headspace, cutting off some dead weight, falling on these hoes like Joanna Man. Yeah, look, I'm the one that you should worry about. When it comes to legends in the making, yeah, man, I'm the one you probably heard about. They said this musical would only ever be a hobby, but now I got the talent in the drive. Ricky Bobby, uh, zero to a hundred, come and catch me. Scratch that, come at me and you can learn a lesson. Yeah, I heard your music and it don't impress me. I just follow God, know he's gonna test me. Cause I'm hopping over hurdles and obstacles. Know that everything's possible, cause the only thing stopping you is yourself. Had to hit the road, yeah, I knew I had to go. Yeah. Rep that 865, yeah, I call it home. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Below the Deck on FXBGPublicRadio.com. I'm Nick, as always. We got Artist of the Week on the phone with us. Hello? What's up, what's up? This is Evan Upton. How y'all doing? Yeah, Evan Upton. I was going to say your name. I thought you were going to say I thought you were going to get hyped because the song was on. I was trying to get it. I thought you were going to get hyped. Hold on. Oh, oh. Coming in hot with my background tracks. Sorry about that. We got Evan Upton in the building on the phone with us. Um, Well, we're out here yeah, in Frenchburg, yeah. VA, man. Let people know um, where you're from, Evan. From calling from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Originally from Knoxville. That's an 865, but you know. Sometimes people in your hometown be hating on you, so you got to get out and do what you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Getting out there in that Tennessee. That's yep. what's up. <laughs> um, so I guess uh, for people out here, I um, just want to give them a rundown. Um, Evan Upton out there from Tennessee, can you give them just a little rundown of what you've been doing for the last little bit and just, you know, just tell them a little bit about yourself. Obviously, they just heard that Go project, um, and you got a feature on there, too. Um, that's featuring Trey King. Yeah, Trey King is a he's a good friend of mine. I met him here in Murfreesboro, actually. He went to MTSU and uh, met him there. We talked a little bit because, like, we was like we saw each other on Instagram and saw we was like kind of on the same vibe, musical and stuff like that. So we linked up, uh, made that song, made that like about a year ago. But uh, in the process, I've been working on an album that I'm trying to put out, hopefully near the end of this year or like beginning of next year. But we'll see how it goes because I'm not trying to rush anything. But um. Been working on that, and I'm out here living on my own with two roommates and, you know, working, grinding, just putting in the 10,000 hours, as they say. You going to school out there in Tennessee? I did for a little bit, but I felt like I was, you know, better off learning the music business on my own and, like, a lot cheaper, you know, and, like, just focusing more on my craft, going 100% on that. That's what's up. Uh, when did you decide that you wanted to start uh, making music? How old were you when you decided that? Man, I was honestly like about seven years old. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always been like super involved in music. I've loved music ever since I was a kid. I remember the first quote unquote song I wrote was when I was like seven. But I really started rapping in like the seventh, eighth grade because we had this thing called GarageBand Club at my school where we learned how to use GarageBand and, you know, still beats off of YouTube. So that was when it all started and I just fell in love with it ever since. That's the side of the younger generation. When you were uh, started off, was that was that choir or like talent shows or what? What kind of got you into it? Did you uh, used to be in the church scene and things like that or no? Yeah, yeah. I was in my like 
church children's choir and when I was like seven. And then I started doing some more stuff with my church. Uh, I remember the first like live rap event thing I did was with the Garage Band Club at my middle school. We had a talent show, or like a kind of like a celebration thing for the track team because it was like the end of their season. And so me and my friend, we had a collab song together. We were going to perform it, but he was like 30 minutes late to rehearsal and forgot all of his lyrics. So we got up there. He tried to remember it all, but like we had to stop the song like twice and we forgot it. But I just ended up on the third time doing his verse and mine. And I was like, I got off the stage, got back in the car, and I was like, I know what I want to do for the rest of my life. Oh, wow. So that that's where it puts you at. So that's yep. heavy. Um. So after that, how'd you, how'd your parents take that as as somebody being that young? Where you, hey, listen, I know about school and I know about choir, and the, but hold on, I want to be a, you know, I mean, it's not always being just rapper, but like I want to be a musician in any, you know, exactly. it's it's crazy to be anything. Like yo, I'm a, even if you were in band, like yo, I'm about to just really be a drummer. Like, what did your parents think? Mm-hmm. Whenever you first told them, like yo, I know I need to go to school because obviously everybody's parents pushed them like, yo, you need to go to school. Exactly. And then, <laughs> then you go mess around with these little equipment or whatever, those you know, side projects. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, how did, how did your, uh, did you feel your parents took it in a, in a cool way or did you feel like you had to kind of prove yourself to them a little bit to, to make that happen? It's funny because at first I was, I was in band like ever since like sixth grade to high school and that's what really like pushed me to be as musical as I am today and all throughout the entire time I was in band they were super supportive they're like man I can tell you got talent you're gonna do great things with music and stuff like that but as soon as I started rapping everybody was kind of like throwing off like uh this isn't really as stable I could see you being a drummer in a band but like as as a rapper I'm not really sure about that right and that's what like pushed me to make go because I was like you guys have supported me throughout this entire process but as soon as I do something that's like it's kind of out of line and like out of the ordinary everybody's like whoa I'm not really about that so I think you're wrong right um so when you were in band what what instruments you play in band percussion so so you were in the drum section oh yeah were you on snare or bass I played snare and tenor throughout high school. Can you do, um, did you do March? Can you do like the, the, the stick tricks, I guess? I'm not sure what the technical term for that, but you know what I'm talking about with the, and then like flipping the whole thing up. <laughs> can you do, can you do yeah. shit like that? Yeah. The funny thing is I was actually like playing on my practice pad earlier today. Cause I was looking at some videos of like snare drum stuff on uh, Instagram for the past couple of days. I'm like, man, this dude that's yeah. how i want to yeah, open one of my shows of i've been dreaming about finding somebody who can do that to open one of my shows just come out there and just kill it with the whole with the whole <laughs> little set of just just one drummer that could like just murder you know like on they got the snare set so it's a four piece you know but they can uh mm-hmm. flip the sticks and hit the whole like i was like man that would be just just to start a whole show like that, where you're just like, every, there's nothing That'd but just, up, 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 then just killing it. I've always thought about that. <laughs> I'm going I'm to talk to you about that. If you know how to do that, or at least you know somebody who knows how to do that. I got to find somebody. Hey, because yeah. That would be super lit to start a show like that, to be always like, it, it, live instruments to me are, are super dope. I also like, um, you know the standing bass, the wood standing bass? That's like seven, yeah, the upright standing bass. It's like seven feet tall. 
People oh, playing yeah. that in real bands looks ridiculous to me. It's not ridiculous in a mm-hmm. bad way. Like that shit looks like fire. Like I would love to have a band. This is a drummer, a guitarist, and then a guy playing just the stand-up bass, just boom, boom, boom. boom. I of feel like just I love like the I love visuals. live instrumentation so much. Yeah. Oh. I, whenever I go to shows, I love seeing like I, this is why I love J. Cole and I love John Bellion. Uh shout out to them. But like when I've been to their shows, they have like, live instruments with them. And, you know, everything is kinda like it's the original song, but it's in a different way. You know, like they perform it in a different way and it's like super creative and original. And I'm like, this is fantastic. Yeah, they kill it. J. Cole got that. Shout out Jermaine, who's a good friend of mine. Um, he got that from Jay-Z. Jay-Z is one of the people who started that, doing that. But, um, really? It, it, no, but here's the thing. Live bands do it. It's a, it's a thing that live bands do because you will hear, and I always tell people this before you judge a band that you hear on the radio, go watch them live. Because you'll hear mm-hmm. some of that stuff on the radio and it's just like, boom, boom, you know, like monotones, like, radio music and then when you see them live and they're jamming out to it like they're playing solos in this whole thing and you're like holy like this is a different song than the one i hear on the radio and so much better live it's phenomenal to see and that's what i was telling you i'm like before you knock a song go go watch a band play go watch a band a real band just go watch them play live and i was like see if you feel like you know you can hear the song on the radio and it's super undercut but when you watch them live, they're jamming out, and it's it's something different with the live instruments to really get a solo in. You know what I mean? With the solos oh, where yeah. the music, that's a big thing with hip-hop now where the beat is is better than the songs. You like, you know, where <laughs> you like a lot of I hate that so the much. new stuff like with the mumble and the whole thing where you're like, yo... This beat is way better than this song is, but I would dance to this beat anytime. And then you hear the beat pr- played by live instruments, and you're like, oh, it's done. You don't even care mm-hmm. what the words to the song were because the <laughs> beat was so damn good. And exactly. It's very fire, though, to tra- transition that. We did that in Orlando for um, one one year. We been we were in Orlando for a couple of years. One year we did a whole year where we did uh, the bands covering our songs based off of we played everywhere in Orlando. Um, Citrus mm-hmm. Bowl, we played, you know, Kid Rock, Kid Cuddy, the Silver Root, whatever. We played festivals at at the Citrus Bowl. We played the big shows at, at all the big clubs. We were on there on a regular basis. The one place they wouldn't let us play was Hard Rock in Orlando. And they said, you guys are a little too hip-hop. And the music is clearly not overly hip-hop, if you can clearly get the gist of what we're making. So it's not like uh-huh. gangster rap about killing people. It's just hip-hop music. So they were like, no, you, we don't play this because we don't do hip-hop. So we got a band to cover all of our songs, literally word for word, the same songs. We got them to cover it and just play it through instruments. And then we went in there, and they were like, yeah, y'all can play this. <laughs> So we started playing like two shows a night. We would book the same clubs twice as one as him solo and then one as him as the act. And they'd be the same songs, but it was funny. They let us in different venues based off of the fact we had a full band. And we're like, this is, is a, so crazy. this is rock and roll. It's not hip hop. The words are the same though. The word, word for word, the same as the song, the, or the song is the same. And that it was so gangster. The way, funniest way thing. The system. Congratulations. 
Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just a funny thing. It's just to prove a point of, like, what you're saying is wrong. Like, this is not, doesn't make sense. Oh, we don't let hip-hop in here. You're like, because of the words or because of the beat. And it's just a generalization where it's not, mm-hmm. like, it's just everybody. It doesn't matter what you do. There's no, there is, like, what's that, uh, what do they say? Zero, zero tolerance? There's zero tolerance yeah. policy. There doesn't matter. And then you're like, okay, well, we have a band, and... We now we're playing rock and roll music, and they're like, "Okay," and you're like, "You know, this is the same song that we didn't change the words, so you're not worried about the words we were saying. You're just worried about the perception we were pulling off." Exactly. Which is just you know, it's a funny thing, but you know, also shout out to them because they didn't care. They knew we were doing the same thing. They were like, "Yeah, we told you if you got a band, we let you play. So you got a band, we can we can, we'll call it rock and roll." That's just so stupid, though. But, I mean, hey, whatever they want to do, as long as your music is getting out there, you know, that's that's what their main point is. Well, I mean, that's a big thing. I mean, we get that up here because we're out here. I mean, Tennessee, you guys got – depends on where you're at, I assume. Like, obviously, in Memphis, mm-hmm. um, Memphis, you probably get more hip-hop play than you do in, in Nashville. You know what I mean? And yeah. We kind of live more in a Nashville state over here in Fredericksburg in the city where you kind of like – you know, if you were doing – Big country bands, 100% selling, you know, uh, uh, dive bars for, you know, dive bar bands that are cover bands. They're doing big. But if you're like, hey, I want to do a hip hop show, they're going to be like, yo, like, yeah, maybe not do that. <laughs> and you're like, but I sell more tickets to this specific event. You know what I mean? Like, we have places yeah. that, that sell out, but it's not because of the band. It's just because of the bar. So I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. we could bring this to your spot when there is no band and the bar is not jumping and we'll sell a lot of tickets. And they're still like, yeah, but we don't really like the kind of music <laughs> that you represent. And, you know, and shout out Zane, too, who um, but as long as he's coming out. He's from this city, too. He does gospel hip hop and he still catches oh, that. Yeah. Where you're like, he's like rapping about God. And that's what I'd be like. I'm like, yo, you don't like a kid who raps about God? How can you not? Yeah, shout out to Zane. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. You're going to be setting up meetings. Um, we got a big announcement that's coming next week. I'm not going to say nothing about that. But shout out Floating World Mixer. You guys go out, Floating World, um, I think, .com. I think the website's up there. You guys can get some clothes over there from the website. And um, big announcements coming next week for some of that stuff. Uh, big 2020 announcement. But, um Hey. Let's make sure um, we get you out here, though, Evan. Um, for people who don't know where to find you, where can they um, where can they get some of your music from? You can find me on all streaming platforms at Evan Upton, and then Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter at Real Evan Upton. Pretty simple, you know, nice and sweet. Evan Upton, that's what's up. Um, so, what do you got coming up? Um, you got anything coming up for the close of this year? Anything special you plan on doing, dropping any albums, doing any shows, or anything uh, coming up for the end of this year? Because I guess we got, what, two, two, three weeks left of uh, this whole year. Which is crazy. Two, three weeks left of the decade. Yeah, um, man. It's been but I was hoping crazy. on finishing up this album and putting it out there by the end of this year. But, I, you know, I don't want to rush nothing. I want to make sure everything's like as pristine and clean as possible. So if not by the end of this year, especially at the beginning of 2020. I think it'll be a great way to like make a bang to the to the new decade. Word. Well, we start season three, January seventh. Let me know. We're up here every Tuesday. You come up here, come back, and uh, drop that album on the radio. Definitely. We'll play. We'll play all of them. <laughs> yeah. And then sir. I'll judge you about them. 
that's the industry really in a nutshell oh yeah we're not industry we're independent we're out here to support local artists and stuff um what do you got you got anything planned for next year besides the album do you plan on um you know, you got any other aspirations that you got coming on? You, you I know you're doing the rap stuff. Uh, you got any video stuff, or you plan on doing any writing, or or any other stuff? I really want to get into more songwriting with like other artists outside of the hip hop genre. Because mm-hmm. uh, me and one of my good friends, uh, his name is Jack Johns, we actually wrote a country song not too long ago, and it came out a lot better than I expected. Um, and so I really want to get into the songwriting uh, songwriting field. Because, like, that's where a lot of good money comes from, like, as a songwriter, you know, depending on, like, how many people you work with and um, how well their songs do. But I just love being as That's how I made my money. Exactly. You write them songs. You produce them. Give them the credit, dude. Let them take the credit. They'll send you checks whenever. You don't even know. They just come in the mail. Mm, but make sure yeah yeah don't take the money up front man take the take the deal they won't give you credit you don't get to tell them that you made the song but they will send you checks for it and i feel like you know that's validation in itself oh yeah 100 percent. as long as you're getting that check you know who wrote it well it's a smart thing for artists to do because a lot of artists don't don't like to do that they don't like to go in the studio and be like hey i i you know i produced on this track like i want credit and mm-hmm. you like, but a lot of the studios, the bigger studios too, when you go in there with artists that are already selling things, they would rather, they have writers. They hire other writers, but they have writers already. So they want to give their two main writers. So their writers will hire you to write for them and they'll give you the non-disclosure. Hey, mm-hmm. you write some stuff for me. I'm going to, I'm going to take credit for it, but you're going to get paid for it. So, you know, like hey, some of the albums. that check. <laughs> yeah, and that's I really what, don't care a whole lot. But that's a big thing. A lot of artists, and that's how they, you know, they'll take advantage because they'll offer you the money, and you don't realize because they'll be like, "Yo, you can, you can get a credit on here for. We'll give you ten thousand, fifteen thousand for your credit, you know, for doing the mm-hmm. song." And then you find out that that song's on top fifty Billboard. These mo's are making two million dollars a month off the song. You're like, wait a minute. Exactly. I could have made way more money in you know and just been in the background and not really you know have to have your name all mm-hmm. over everything and really get to continuously do stuff because you know that's a side note a lot of people that I tell people especially with some artists and it's never it's very hard to critique artists without offending them we like some people can rap write raps that are really good but their delivery comes off a little bit off yeah where you're like it's not bad like your song is really good but the way you're delivering is not as good as if like little wayne did this this would Mm -hmm, be this would be a fire like that he would be able to deliver this in a way that would sell records and it is your song but like your delivery is off but it's hard to kind of that's a big thing you know, I've been kind of trying to work with this, figuring out how to give constructive criticism without coming off like a dick about it, where you're just like, you know, I know how hard it is to make a song. So I'm not yep. saying that you suck. I'm just saying the way you delivered it wasn't as good as it could be. You know what I mean? I, I don't know the word to describe how, like, without offending somebody where you're like, yo, it's just off a little bit. It's not, It's not wrong. It's just off. No, yeah, I feel you. And I feel like the way somebody takes constructive criticism is a big, like, indicator as to where they are in their career. 
and like how far they will go because like if you can't take constructive criticism you know even when it's like explicitly constructive and the person's like hey i'm not trying to be you know a douche or nothing but like this was kind of wrong that was off a little bit but if they take it the wrong way they're not going to get very far because if you take constructive criticism in a wrong way then you're not going to be able to take you know the hate and the negativity at all well yeah but i mean i'm a producer one in general so i talk a certain way but also i worked at the label so i'm like these like i'm telling you what they're gonna say to you like you know i didn't make this up i'm just telling you it's wrong based off of the fact of our marketing plan we need to sell this the people that we're gonna sell mm -hmm. this to are thinking this and i may not have said it the right way but like that's wrong you know and that's why like you can't say that's wrong because I think sometimes people take that as, you know, you're saying I'm wrong as like what I did was wrong. You're like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like the way, like this should be done a different way. And I, and yeah. that's the hardest thing to try to generate with artists on, on a, on a bigger level of like, Hey, what you're doing is very good. If you did it this way, these are the people that I've been meeting with. This is what they're looking for. I could tell you exactly what they want because I've been sitting here listening to these fools drill into your head about like this is what i want i need a hit i need i want a record that we can play on the radio i want this and then you know when i come back to you and like hey this ain't a record we can play on the radio if i say it like that you automatically are like oh well why not you know and sometimes that forces people yep. to give you that i'll prove you wrong mentality instead of listening to what you said where i'm gonna prove you wrong because you said i couldn't do it and you're like i didn't say you couldn't do it i was just saying this is how it's done to make you exactly. know to make these ends meet this is how it's supposed to be done so i think you know that's a, that's a big thing i always tell people that's the it factor in business it's not how good mm -hmm. your music is it's understanding how businesses run because I bring it up all the time. You'd have brought me kids like uh, Little Uzi Vert and some of this other shit. If you'd have brought that past my desk, I'd have been like, nah, I don't want to I don't want to work with this. And these guys are making millions of dollars selling millions of records in it. But if I would have exactly. I so you know, that's why I'm like, yo, I stopped trying to judge it. Like I always tell people, like, I'm not this is not like uh America's got I keep I swear I said this last week too and I couldn't figure it out. Uh, America's <laughs> Got Talent or American Idol, whatever with the Simon Cowell guy, you know. You're mm -hmm. you're not good enough or whatever. Like that's not my job as a producer and as a label owner. It's not that's not it's people who understand business where hey, if you move like this, that's the game. It's not at, you know, everybody is an entertainer. So at some point you have to act a certain way. To get yep. what you want, you don't have to compromise your art, but you do have to, you do have to carry yourself a certain way, to be an artist because that's what they want. People don't want the real blah blah. blah. They want shit they can sell. I want to be able to sell you, even when you're out in public. Oh, you got a fancy girlfriend. I want to be able to sell that. I want to be able to sell your music. I want to be able to sell this blah blah blah. You knowing who you are as an artist is the biggest it factor and being able to be like, all right, I would do some of these things, you know, not selling out. Like I'm going to change my whole clothes and dye my hair. Not like that, mm -hmm. but like there's certain things like, Hey, I'm not going to go in here and curse today. You have to go to the meeting and not curse everybody out. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. talk about selling drugs. Don't talk about, you know, the negative shit, like just play the game. That's the game. And that's the it factor. 
certain people get mm-hmm. it. Hey, I could sell you if you did this, which is people, oh, well, it's not keeping it real. It's not real. Entertainment is not real. It's an entertainment business. Everybody here is an actor. We're all playing mm-hmm. a part in a movie. There's a director, an actor, an artist. Everybody's playing a part because it's entertainment. Everybody here is an actor. Everybody's playing a part. And that's the biggest thing people don't get about, oh, I got to keep it real. And the, like, Dude, play the game. Make your music and keep your art real. The whole social media get up and the whole thing is a facade that everybody puts on to sell records without selling without the music there is no facade there is mm. no thing and that's what i was telling you focus on the music without the music there is no meeting there is no deal there is no facade in the whole thing and scott's scott like this one shout out madman lowercase look up madman the word lowercase you guys could check out the um shock monkeys radio from earlier tonight and make sure you guys um, check out the December 14th Christmas party for fxbgpublicradio.com at Spencer Devon Brewery. Shameless promo. We're out here at the end of the time. Can you give um, – sorry, Evan, we're, at, we're running out of time. Evan Upton's on, on the <laughs> phone, man. Can you give him your social media one more time before we get out of here? This is our last we're, – we're running over. Yes, sir. That is at Real Evan Upton on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, Uh Anywhere and everywhere, except for MySpace, because no one uses MySpace. <laughs> and then Evan Upton Shout out Tom. On what? Shout out Tom from my from MySpace. Tom used to be everyone's yeah, friend on MySpace. You're too young, I guess, to get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get that. Nah. But uh, also Evan Upton on Instagram, I mean, on uh, iTunes and Spotify and everywhere else. Where, where, man? I appreciate you being on the show, man. We're definitely going to link up with you. Um, season three starts uh, below the deck starts January seventh. Will be our first episode, so make sure you guys check out um, season three. We got the next week, obviously December seventeenth. Um, last episode of Shock Monkey Radio and Below the Deck will be up in here. You guys know our Tuesday lineup, so make sure you guys check that out. Thanks, Evan um, Upton, for being on the show. Make sure you guys check him out. Madman Lowercase on the boards. The December fourteenth Christmas party at Spencer Devon Brewery. I'm Nick as always, man. I guys, we'll see you next week. Adios.